Hello and welcome to the Commander's Forge. My name is Andrew Bentley and I am your host. The Commander's Forge is an area for me to talk about Commander and magic in general in ways that I enjoy it. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about Commander Sealed. Now, I've joined the Commander Sealed League that the Commander Social Guys have put on, and I got to play my first game. And my deck was really fun. Let's get into it. Alright, so this Sealed League, we decided to play with 8 packs to start with, and we are allowing duplicates, which is fine by me. Now, I knew pretty early that I was going to go with an artifact deck, considering most of the legendaries that I had pulled had something to do with artifacts. Uh, Armix, the Filigree Thrasher, Keskit, the Flesh Sculptor, Togo Goblin Weaponsmith, Dargo the Shipwrecker, and Glacian Powerstone Engineer all have to do with artifacts. Now, I am still going with an artifact theme for my first week. That said, my last pack I opened had Tevishat Doom of Fools and Ludvik Necro Alchemist. So instead of being confined to two colors, I could play three with Grixis. Now, I really enjoyed my game that I got to play with Lenny Woolley, his partner, and Tim Rayburn. It was a great game, and admittedly, I did not win. I won a moral victory because I drew myself out, which was kind of my game plan to begin with. Now, more about the game. Tim was playing Nevenero, Urborg Tyrant, which is three white, blue, and black for a 3-6 zombie wizard. It has hexproof from artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. When he enters the battlefield, you create a tapped 2-2 black zombie creature token for each creature that died this turn, and when he dies, you may pay one. When you do, destroy all artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. Moving over to Lenny, we see the partner pair of Nadir, Agent of Dusknell, and Galanra, Caller of Wirewood. Nadir is 5 and a black for a 3-3 elf warrior that says whenever a token you control leaves the battlefield, put a 1-1 counter on him. When he leaves the battlefield, you create a number of 1-1 green elf warrior creature tokens equal to its power. Gilanra is 2 and a green for a 1-2 elf druid. It says tap and add green. When you spend this mana to cast a spell with converted mana cost 6 or greater, you draw a card. We didn't actually see Gilanra come out in the game, and I think he was running it mostly to get green in his deck. Next, his partner... Stefan was running Arami of the Dead Tide, which is a 1-4 for 1 blue-black Merfolk Warrior. And you can tap it and exile cards from your graveyard equal to the number of opponents you have, and target creature card in your graveyard gains Encore until end of turn. The Encore cost is equal to its mana cost. Now, this really liked playing out of the graveyard, my deck was an artifact deck. There was a lot of back and forth between Tim and Lenny because the Monarch was introduced early. Honestly, it was just a really, really good game. But now I want to shift into 
just talking about the deck I built and uh, where my deck is going to lead in the next couple of weeks, starting with my commanders. And that brings us to Ludwig, Necro Alchemist. For one blue-red, he is a 1-4. And at the beginning of each player's end step, that player may draw a card if a player other than you lost life this turn. This, coupled with the monarchy bouncing back and forth, really had everyone drawing cards. And then on top of that, Tim had the blue throne... So he was milling everybody. It it was a really fun game. And his partner is Teveshat Duma Fools, which is four and a black. For a legendary planeswalker, Sazat. He comes in with four loyalty, and for plus two, you create two zero one black thrall creature tokens. He has a plus one that says you may sacrifice another creature or planeswalker if you do draw two cards, then draw another card if the sacrifice permanent was a commander. And then negative 10, gain control of all commanders, put all commanders from the command zone onto the battlefield under your control. He was a means to an end. Like I said, the, the main goal I had with this deck was to just draw all the cards. And he helps facilitate that. Now, getting into the deck itself. Now, I ain't gonna lie. The deck is mostly mana rocks with some creatures, a lot of removal, and a bunch of card draw. I didn't actually build this deck to win. I just built it to have a lot of fun. And it was. It was a lot of fun. It's got 16 creatures, and none of them are terribly impactful. I do have a couple higher power things, but some of them are just there because they're artifacts. Some of them either gain me a life or draw me a card. It's all meant to just stall so I can draw out the deck. Now, other than that, it's running eight mana rocks, five removal spells, and a few utility spells. None of which I'm really going to talk about because none of them do that much to begin with. What I am going to talk about is two of the rares that's in my deck. The first one is Jessica's Will. It's two and a red. For a sorcery that says choose one, if you control a commander as you cast a spell, you may choose both. You add red for each card in target opponent's hand, and you exile the top three cards of your library, and you can play them this turn. When I played this in the game, Lenny had ten cards in his hand. So I made ten red mana, exiled the top three cards of my library, played all three of those, and two additional cards from my hand. It was, uh, it was a... It was a really good turn. And I also pulled Sizat's Will, which is four and a black. For an instant, that says choose one. If you control a commander as you cast a spell, you may choose both. Each opponent sacrifices a creature they control with the greatest power. Then exile all cards from all opponents' graveyards. Then create X-01 Black Thrill Creature Tokens, where X is the greatest power among creatures, exiled this way. And when I did it, it ended up allowing me to survive for two more turns because it made seven additional blockers which was kind of what I needed to survive long enough to figure out how to draw all the cards in my deck and go out on my terms 
In short, this deck was a lot of fun, but I don't think it's what I'm going to stick with. In the pack that I opened to add to my pool, I pulled Jareth Carthalian True Heir, which is a 3-3 human warrior for a red, a green, and a white. And when he enters the battlefield, target opponent becomes the monarch and you can't become the monarch this turn. But if damage would be dealt to him, well, I'm the monarch, I prevent the damage and put that many plus one plus one counters on him. And I think I can build a better Naya deck than I did Grixis. And I'm probably going to talk about that next week. And I'm sorry this is a shorter episode. Uh, still kind of recovering. So I think that's where I'm going to call it a night. Before I go, I forgot one very crucial detail. This sealed league was created by Ryan and Zach of Commander Social. So let's all go give them a nice round of applause. That brings us to the end of the podcast. I would like to thank Nate and Erica Jacobs for designing my logo, and Cody Mulpey and Ian Foss for allowing me to use a sample of music from their band, The Crypt. The podcast can be found on YouTube by searching Commander's Forge. The podcast is Commander's Forge, that is C-M-D-R underscore Forge, on Twitter. I can be found on Twitter at BentsMister, that is B-E-N-T-Z-M-R. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. And until then, here's to fun games and sick plays.